Hello, busy professionals, and welcome to episode number 25 of the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. In this episode, I interview one of my busy professional clients, Shanette Battle, as she discusses a nightmare turned into a beautiful vacation. You really want to listen to this. This is a two-part episode. We're going to listen to part one now. Take a listen. Welcome. You're listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast, where I provide valuable information to help busy professionals plan their next luxury vacation. I'm your host, Belvin Baldwin II. So let the planning begin. All right. Well, welcome to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. I am happy to interview Shanette Battle. And Shanette is one of my prize clients, and she's been going through it through this pandemic. And I want to kind of introduce you all to kind of a a person that's gone through it uh, hard and turned a nightmare into a beautiful vacation. So that's the title of this episode, Nightmare to a Beautiful Vacation. So Shanette, thank you for taking the time to uh, even talk to us about this. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, great, great, great. I'm even better after seeing your post and everything, knowing that you had a great vacation from where we started. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so let's kind of get a little introduction of yourself, Jeanette. I mean, you know, Showtime Travel, we we work with busy professionals, so all they had to do is show up. You know, why are you a busy professional? Tell us a little uh, bit about yourself. I'm a busy professional because I'm a business owner. I own a daycare center, which is a franchise. I'm married. I have a husband and two teenage, well, almost an adult son and a teenage <laughs> son. So I consider myself very busy. So of course we came to you because we knew you would give us the vacation we needed. And all we had to do was show up and go. Right, right. And that's great. That's great. And I think you were recommended by one of my top clients as well, Sherry, and yes. she's been on many trips with us. So let's, <laughs> I think we started this in January of 2020. And I had just got back from Bora Bora, and I believe you were looking for an anniversary vacation. Is that correct? Yes, I was looking for an anniversary vacation, and um, I had a few destinations on my list, and I actually saw that you were in Bora Bora. And I was like, hey, that's on my bucket list, so maybe we can go ahead and do that now since it's our 20th wedding anniversary. Right, right. So, right. I had just got back from Bora Bora. Now, this is January 2020, right before the pandemic. Yes. Had a great time. Uh, went all through the French Polynesian Islands. And uh, I think we posted a video. So when I got back, that's when I heard from you and say, oh, OK, you saw this, saw this. And I think we started the process. So we started the process and, you know, you filled out your consultation form and and you put everything together. So I think this was all started now. Look at January 2020. Now that I'm looking at my notes and. I remember you, we were even talking about the flight. So we had the flight together. I think we were on on United and we were all ready to go. (laughs) We were ready to go. We were going for our anniversary. Everything was set. And then the pandemic hit. And then we were like, oh, are we still going to be able to go? And during that time, it was like, oh, maybe this is just a fluke. It's just something small. You know, by April, we're going to go. And you were like, oh, just be calm. You know, it's okay. (laughs) We'll still be able to go. And that didn't happen. 
Right, right. Because I'm looking at the notes. So we actually even mailed your travel documents in February of 2020, not knowing what was going to happen in March of 2020. So I looked at it and I was looking through my notes for this, trying to prepare for this interview. And on March 4th of 2020, at that time, Tahiti stated that they didn't have any type of vac. Well, what are the word? They didn't have any COVID nineteen, so they had no cases, no outbreak, no cases at that time. So we were like, oh, okay. And all they did was ask for a, a medical certificate at that time from your doctor to say, hey, you didn't have it. So I think we were ready to go. And then I believe on March fifteenth, that's when Tahiti said, "Cut it, we're done." So how were you feeling after that, you know, on March 15th, when Tahiti basically said, we're not taking any travelers anymore? I was completely disappointed. But then again, I was nervous because right after that, I was just like, oh, we can't go. I still want to go. That's not fair. But right after that, then all of a sudden I had to close my business the next month. So it was like everything just fell in line. Like, okay, this is serious. This right. is serious. I was disappointed. But I was like, okay, we can try again later. But it's like my heart sunk. It's like, I'm not going to get to go. But then <laughs> it's like the whole world just came to a close all of a sudden within the next 30 days. As a business owner myself, I was feeling the pressure too. So I was like, not only, you know, everybody's calling and, you know, I really wanted you to go on this vacation, but I had other clients as well who were calling, canceling, and some who were actually on vacation and, and things of that nature. So you're trying to get people back home. And it was a, a very stressful time. So I was just kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? So with Tahiti closing and a, a lot of every, you know, everybody really had no idea where to go next. We actually changed your dates. We changed them to June, I think June 13th through the 20th. We were planning to go in, in April. So now that I'm thinking back, we were thinking maybe this will last two months. Right. Because we were like, I refuse to cancel because she was like, well, you can cancel. We did the insurance if you want to do that. And I was like, no, we're going. Right. So we went for June and that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen as well. And Tahiti was really just, you know, just closed. And that was kind of June. We thought it was going to start slowing down because everybody was telling us the summer heat and, you know, things will kind of slow down from there. But it never really happened. It, I think it slowed down a little bit. But mm -hmm. as it started, you know, as the fall hit and everything else, it started growing and more and more. So we then said, OK, so we moved it from being in 2020 all the way to 2021. April, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we found out we couldn't go in April 2020. <laughs> Tahiti said no. <laughs> so Tahiti then says, no, we're closed. And even if you tried to come, you were going to have to have a 10-day quarantine. Yes. Which was not acceptable. Who's going to travel all the way to Tahiti to quarantine for 10 days before you can even start your vacation? Right. All right. So the stress is kicking in, right? Stress is kicking in. We moved it to April 2021. And then we said, OK, they said we're going to open it up May 1st of 2021. So we're like, OK, we moved it then to May 13th. Your new travel dates, May 13th. Now, that's good and bad. Great thing is they're opening up May 1st, but we do not know the new entry requirements. Right. <laughs> Correct. So we moved it to May 13th, 2021 of this year. So we're, we're happy. We're, we're saying, okay, we're going to 
but nobody knows it. So I'm talking with the Tahiti Tourism Board trying to get the requirements. So after May 1st, we finally get the requirements, right? And I send Shanette her travel documents. And that day, Shanette starts it, right? Shanette starts it. And what did you have to do? Just kind of give everybody. Wait, we had one downfall before that. Remember, United decided to cancel the flights. And you had to find. That was a big one. I forgot about that. Before the other incident, you had to change everything because United decided they weren't flying there. So you had to switch us to American and switch us from going to San Francisco to L.A. You had to change the whole trip. Exactly. Thank you for for reminding me. (laughs) So that is a good point. Let's go back a few more days. And out of the blue, even before Tahiti stated that they were going to open May 1st, United comes and says, we're going to cancel the whole flight. And not only are we going to cancel the flight, we're not opening up flights to Tahiti to June. So not only did that mess things up, we had a flight for uh, Jeanette going stopping in San Francisco, then going to Tahiti. Now we had to get American and then combine it with Air Tahiti Nui. Now has her going through LA and it's taking one night out of your stay at Tahiti. So as you can tell, <laughs> the stress is coming up. You, just imagine folks, if you are traveling and then maybe two weeks or a week out, they basically state, uh, we're canceling your flight. and Just tell us, how did you feel when you heard that? I was upset again. I was like, maybe this is a sign that I don't need to go. (laughs) I was like, maybe something's trying to tell me that you don't need to go on this trip right now. You need to wait. And then, of course, I was hearing everybody like, is it safe? Are you going to be safe there? You know, and it was just like, well, maybe I shouldn't even go. And then I was like, I'm going. So whatever you got to do, we're going. We're just going to go. So with that, since United canceled, and this has happened to a lot of flights. I had some clients uh, not too long ago, just Delta canceled their whole flight. And they've been on it for you know five or six months, just canceled their flight two weeks prior to departure. So it happens. So the great thing is I put, you know, I got, got with my people. We got a new itinerary for the only thing is, though, the only thing is right now, I believe that it canceled. That what, what happened? No. We had to cancel one night. So we canceled one night. And because she's coming in on a, a later flight. So she's coming in, I believe, on, what is it? So you're coming in on a midnight flight. You're not getting there to five o'clock in the morning. Is that correct? Right. Wait, when we going in the new flight or the old yeah, flight? The new flight. The new flight. Yes. We had to leave at night instead of in the morning. So we left about 6 p.m. here. Mm-hmm. And then we got to L.A. in the morning, like around five in the morning. Um, and then we had to catch an, an early flight. Everything was just all mixed up because the time change was just ridiculous from going to night to morning to night to morning again. So it, it kind of weighed itself out. It was a good thing that we left here at night because we were able to sleep when we got on the plane in L.A. Okay. So we stayed up all night here. And then when we slept on the plane when we went from LA to Tahiti. Got it. So to my listeners, at first she was supposed to land in land, let's just say May 13th, she was going to be in Tahiti. This time she's going to get there at May 14th, but not only that, she's landing at five o'clock in the morning. So therefore your her hotel 
does not let her in. Check-in is not to 3.30 p.m. So now you have a decision. <laughs> do I pay for another, uh, for a hotel? Or do I just, you know, sleep or take in uh, the city until check-in starts? So we had to work with all of that as well. So that's just a whole nother, whole nother section, but just shows you the changes that were going on. So we now know about the United flight cancellation. Now we're with Air Tahiti Nui. We changed your flight. We understand that we got a, a revised itinerary. So the next step here is we now get the new entry requirements from Tahiti. And Tahiti then has you fill out this information. So tell us about that, Jeanette. Well, they had, basically you had to get permission from the French Polynesian to actually come over. So you had right. to put in all of your flight information. You had to let them know that you were fully vaccinated. You had to put all of that in. And on the paperwork is saying that it needs to happen six days before. Well, we just got the information like a day, <laughs> two days before. So it was like, what are we going to do? So we fill it out anyway. Well, I give you the information. So you fill it out and send it over for me and my husband. For some reason, it was something, a typo on mine. So they didn't approve mine, but my husband's went through. So it was like, what do you mean? No. And so I was like, oh my God, we're going, I don't care. And we were like, we don't know what to do. So I get on my phone. Um, I still haven't got my phone bill yet. I hate to see it. Because <laughs> we had I to decided, actually call. French right. Phone. I decided I'm calling over there to speak to someone. So I was on hold forever because I kept saying, I need someone who speaks English. And they were like, okay, hold on. I need someone who speaks English. Finally found someone who speaks English. And he says, well, you were supposed to do it six days before. So that's why you didn't get approved. And then I was like, but you approved my husband and we have to travel together. And then he's trying to tell me that, oh, I think your husband was approved by mistake. And I was like, well, no, if he was approved, I was approved. Then he was like, well, I will have to send it. He said, submit it again and we'll get it. So of course, Belvin submits it again. And what do we get? Not approved again. So I called back and they said, well, the person who can approve you is in a meeting. And then we close at four. It was like 359. So I was like, oh my God, we're probably not going because I can't get approved and I can't get over there without this approval. So I was just like, what are we going to do? Luckily, I had our, the person who was supposed to approve it, I had talked to him prior. So I don't know what happened. He came out of his meeting or whatever, but within like 10 minutes, I got an email saying approved. So that was very stressful. Yes, very stressful. And I, I tell people, even the whole situation was kind of, it was so up in the air because they were, they, it was new to them as well. And we were just all going through, through it at the same time. Now, the issue is even before that, you're getting the paper, you fill out the information. Cause I remember I gave you the travel documents. I said, Hey, just, this is the link to fill out your, your information. Mm -hmm. You fill out the information and you think every, everything is cool because you did it really before six days. Right. They, you did it before six days because I, I, you know, I gave you that information before six days. You completed it before six days. But what they did is they said you were approved, but but the but was in France. France uh, right. France. So we couldn't understand it. <laughs> what the understand. next step was. So it was like right. you were approved, but you got to do this. And it was like, well, how do you even read it when we can't read French? So we had no idea what we were doing and we thought we were all set to go but it was a whole nother section that we were supposed to submit that was in French and we had to figure out how to translate it in English it was a lot it was a lot so we had everything together on my back end 
we're working on this and we're up to nine o'clock Eastern the night before your trip working on this. And I have the Tahiti Tourism Board based in the U.S. and California. I had them on the phone. I have the tour operator based in Vancouver, uh, Connecticut on the phone. And I'm giving you contact information because I'm talking to them. They're actually calling into French Polynesia as well. You're on the phone with the French Polynesian government. And we know we have to get this paperwork completed to get it. And I don't care. I'm going to stay up all night. We're going to get it done. Lo and behold, just like you stated, uh, through many tries, we got it. So we got the actual paperwork to get you to Tahiti the next day staying up to nine o'clock Eastern time to get it done, which was four o'clock their time. And little do you know, I talked to the TED Tourism Board and they stayed this net. You are very lucky because the following day was a holiday in Tahiti. <laughs> and you wouldn't have got, uh, you know, you wouldn't have got uh, anybody to answer. You know, the government closes on holidays. So yes, you got that in. And whew, what a relief and stressful, but you know, these are the things that I always tell people. It's not a lot of point and click when it comes to these vacations and not in this pandemic world, uh, post-pandemic world. So now that we're, how are you feeling once you get that letter, that confirmation letter, the last one? I felt relieved because we were thinking in our head, okay, we might have to change this. And then you were asking, okay, well, what other dates? And I was like, what other dates? My <laughs> husband was like, yeah, I guess we're going to change it. And I was like, no, I'm calling. He was like, you don't even know what they're saying on the phone. I'm calling. Somebody's going to tell me something because right. I want to go. And I was like, and if they say no, then maybe I shouldn't have went on this trip in the first place. What I said, but if they say yes, that means I'm supposed to go. And they said yes. So I went. So I was relieved. Yes. Right. I remember I was like, okay. All right, Jeanette, you work this in. I'm working this in. Here's the phone number because nobody even had the phone. I had to look and find, had my contacts give me the phone number because mm-hmm. thank God we had that phone number to actually even call them to go, right. go direct. Because if you didn't have it, there's it, no way you can wait on somebody via email to come back and forth. You don't know what's the backlog or anything. Yes. So we got the phone number. We got in. You're relieved and everything. So tell me what happens when you get to the airport. Well, when we get to the airport in Atlanta, it was so many documentations we had to have. Our vaccination card to show that we were fully vaccinated. Um, What is it? An ETIS, something we had to go in to put in our information to get a code for that. We had to have the travel document from the French Polynesian and then we had to have something for United to say that we agreed to their policies and procedures on the plane. So we had so many documents that Wait, the I Air had... Tahiti, Nui, not the United, because they they canceled. Oh yeah, not United. American, <laughs> American had us fill out something in Air Tahiti. It was another thing. We had to go online before you got on the flight and fill out something to say that you agree and it had to go into their system. So when we got there before in Atlanta, before we even got on the American airline, they wanted to see all of that. So we held up the line because they had to go through all these documentations. Not only did they want to see the letter, there is a code on the letter that they Mm -hmm. had to punch into the system to verify it, to make sure that we had approval to go over there. Wow. So the guy was like, whoo, I got to do a lot to get you all in. So it was like (laughs) every time he clicked something like, okay, he was like, oh, they want to see this. Give me this. And he had to put in all this information. So we got through and we were like, oh, wow. Okay. But when we got to L.A., 
of course, they wanted to see everything again. And not only did they want the code, they had our names on a list. There was a, a separate notebook they had to flip through to make sure both of our names were on it and it was highlighted before okay. we even got through check-in. And there were people there. And like I said, it, it broke my heart because it was an older gentleman and they would not let him on the flight because he did not have approval from the French Polynesian. And he mm. had no idea what they were talking about. He didn't know what the document was. And they were like, well, we're sorry, but you're not getting on this flight. Yeah. And that's where it really, you know, works, you know, working with a travel advisor or someone to really help you because this is so confusing. It can definitely be confusing. And if you don't have the right documentation, it could really hurt you. That happened to that particular person, but it's a lot of different places where, you know, you have to have strict requirements to go in. And if you don't have it, they're getting charged away at the airport. And in some cases, when this really first started happening in the pandemic, you got through America and they would let you through. But when you got to the customs at the destination, you had to get right back on that plane and go go back home. And it was very unfortunate. So you have to have all the paperwork together. Right. And that's what they were saying, because as soon as we got over to Tahiti and got off the plane, well, we had a situation. But anyway, you had to um, take that rapid test and you had to stand to the side and wait until your results from the rapid test came back before they let you go any further. So not only that, taking the test prior to you had to take, of course, the the COVID-19 test within Mm -hmm. three days of departure. Mm-hmm. And you really had to be vaccinated because mm-hmm. if you're not vaccinated, you had to quarantine pretty much there. Right. So you had to be vaccinated. You had to have a negative test. And not only when you got there, well, and then we're talking about all the documentation. And mm-hmm. then when you get there, you have to take another test. Yes. Soon as you land. So, sure. yeah, this is how you travel now. I mean, this is the requirements. And I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> We're telling the people out there that it's not just a point and click and go. You really better have all your documentation ready prior to arrival. So with that being said, how did it feel working with having somebody to work with you during this time? Oh, it was I don't know what I would have done. I usually book my own trips, you know, and do it myself. I wouldn't have been able to do this. We wouldn't have went. (laughs) <laughs> like there's no way like and I was telling people now and especially if you're going somewhere far away you need to have a travel agent you know you're going to have to have someone with some support if you run into a problem they know what to do you just need to have someone do it for you just go ahead and let them do it all of this like oh it's gonna be cheap I can do it myself uh-uh nope. <laughs> not worth it because you would have been at home you would have got turned away and you just would have been in the airport fussing because you wouldn't have even known about these documentations and the stuff you needed so it, it's not worth it just let them do it it would make your life so much easier because even with us letting you do it we still ran into some bumps but at right. least we had you to help us through it and be like okay let's do this 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 but had we done it on our own like the guy who's at the airport he had no idea and they came and got him. They actually sent somebody up there to get him because he was elderly. And he was just like, well, I'm not leaving. And they, yeah, you are because you're not getting on the flight. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm glad that, you know, we were able to help you. And one thing is, it's your dream vacation. We want to make sure. And that's the great thing about this industry is, you know, we, we're helping dream vacations become reality. And I was just pleased. And I was, hey, I want to make sure because this was a year in the works to even get you there. So, With that being said, I want you guys, this is part one. In the next one, we're going to talk about her vacation actually 
in Bora Bora. So we're going to discuss that in detail, how the vacation went. So thank you for listening to this episode. And always remember, you deserve a luxury vacation. Have a good one. Hey, busy professionals. Thank you for listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. This helps other busy professionals like yourself find the podcast. If you want help planning a luxury vacation, please visit ShowtimeTravel.com. Also, you will be able to get more valuable tips and behind-the-scenes footage by following me on social media. You can find me on YouTube under Showtime Travel, LinkedIn under Belvin Baldwin II, Instagram under Showtime Travel, and my personal Luxury Travel by Belvin. Thanks again, and remember, you deserve a luxury vacation.